What impact would you like to have on Me. this world? So I've got two beautiful girls and I've got this little mantra for my kids and anyone else that I come in contact okay. with that it's not about what I leave to them, it's about what I leave in them. He, he gave us this distinction between struggling and suffering. And even though you're struggling, it doesn't mean that you're not potentially, it could still be happy. So, so what does it mean to lead mindfully? I am going to explore and find out. So let's not keep you waiting any longer. This is Lead Podcast. I hope you're listening. Thea, thank yes. you so much for being oh, here. Oh, I love it. Who is Thea? <laughs> what a question that is. Well, I think if we start from the beginning, you know, I went to university because that's what we think um, we need to do. The and beginning. <laughs> but I'll go, I'll go through it pretty quick. And just did finance, because accounting, because that's just what I thought and I sounded okay. I will admit though, I stood out in university. I didn't seem like everybody else. I think that's a, that's a good thing. Um, but through my career at, at CCEP, it sort of evolved. I started to enjoy project work, people, coaching, and that's where I just um, got into that other field as well. And then okay. the mental well-being has been something that's probably the last five years that's really just started to started to evolve. Yeah, you have a very cool job title at uh, I know knowledge manager. And there's only two of us, and I actually I'm not sure if I'm allowed to. Not no, swear, but say it's a bit dicky to me. Like I, okay. I, I actually don't like saying it. At, um, even at work, where I go, oh, you know, because we do a lot of stuff nationally. I'm just because you and I met at the workshop, right? Yeah, I and, know. Um, one thing that stood out to me was your infectious energy. Have you always been like this? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Do you yeah, I probably allowed myself more to be as I've gotten more into personal development, you know, just that authentic me, just, you know, just allowing me to be me. Um, yeah, I do have a bit of a energy for life. Yeah, yeah, love that. So when you're talking about personal development and had, and it allowed you to be more like be you, but how did you get there? Mm -hmm. I think just with all the stuff that you, you and I, I think we connected around this personal development thing. I think it's just, you know, you're reading or the gurus, you listen to Brene Brown or whatever it is and you, you listen to them and you're like, yeah, that's what I want to be like. And that's, that's mm. how it comes out. I'll make my way into the very interesting point you mentioned earlier. You said, I think I'd ask you how, and you went, well, you listen to all these gurus. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, and there are heaps of, I suppose, books, yes. podcasts. Yes. There's a lot of material out there. Oh. You would know, being a knowledge manager, uh, I think uh, you would yeah, know all okay. about no, it. There, <laughs> like, there is a lot of material, and a lot of free material too, by the way. You don't that's, have to pay for That's the beauty. Sorry. <laughs> yep, 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 exactly. Um, I often find the struggle is how do you take all that amount of knowledge or yeah. really information, let's just call it. And then how do you actually try and really learn and go and apply without getting yourself overwhelmed? Me personally? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, so I'm really curious. Um, it's something that I got exposed to when I first started with self-development and and it was a group, a lovely co a, a company called The Seven Effect, two lovely ladies. And the first thing I did with them was something called a goals club. Okay. And so in a goals club, um, they're coaches. And the first thing they did was they gave us um, this model called the wheel of life. So if you go to any coach normally, mm -hmm. they will give you um, some sort of wheel or mm -hmm. this wheel of life. 
And so let's say in this wheel of life, there are elements or, or parts to it. Yep. And so the first thing we'll do is we, let's take the body part, because that's one of the elements, body, physical well-being. Mm -hmm. And they'll say to you, okay, rate yourself out of one to 10. Where do you currently see yourself in the body element and you would okay. rate yourself. Is it, is it like physical health? Is it yeah, what that, it means? Yeah, yeah, that's okay. physical health. So like how fit you are, yeah. how often you train, whatever, whatever, whatever you define what, it. However you define it. Body might be okay. around, you know, like do you wake up with vitality and energy every day? Okay. Know, that, yeah. They'll give you some cues, but yep. essentially mm. how I think um, a body 10 could be is different to how you yeah. might think. Being honest with yourself, day. really. Yeah. 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 yeah, and so we'd do that and then they would say, right, well in, in 10 years time, or whenever, in the future, mm -hmm. write a statement out about um, your dream goal around your mm -hmm. body element. And so you would write out a dream goal. And then from that, they'd say, right, we know that's gonna take you maybe 10 years. Let's do, what would you like to do in 12 years, in, in one year's time for that goal? So okay. in one year's time, what are all the things you wanna do? And then you would break it down. So for me, mm. um, I, I look at that every year, so I do this planning where I say, this is the stuff I want to get better in. Okay. This is where I want to focus. Okay. And so therefore, I know what it is that I'm right. working towards. And right. if something comes across uh, my, uh -huh. oh, did you want to ask a question? No, 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 yeah, oh, yeah. So, so if something comes up, then it's about, well, does that fit my actual goal? Will that help me achieve my goal? Yes, it will. Great. I'll do that. And maybe yes. I might have to take something else okay. out yep. or not. Yep. You know, so I'll, I'll, I'll structure that. Otherwise, you're right. It can be extremely open. So you've built, yeah, so you've built this wheel and it's almost like it's shielded. It's just a plan. And you just accept it. That's, that's my goal. That's what I'm going to learn. Yeah. And yeah. really accepting you're a human. You also have boundaries and capabilities. You're not going to be a superhero and learn everything at the same time. And you go, right, okay, this is it. That's what I'm going to focus on. Yeah, yeah. I love that. You said that you started your journey in the mental health area, on septal area, since 2015. Is that is that right? Oh, probably 2015. Yeah. It was 2015 when I probably started personal development. The yeah. mental, I was always, I've always been interested in um, how you show up and what you say in your brain. And the last couple of years is when, and then I've started with COVID probably, mm -hmm. I've realised that I could, probably do a little bit more in mental well-being and then support others. Yeah. Um, so that's where the last couple of years has been more mm. of a focus in yeah. mental well-being. But I would say, even though COVID or no COVID, I think having a focus on your mental energies yeah. is really important. Tell me about how that journey started in 2015. Yeah, great. Okay, so <laughs> these are the same two, two people that I'll talk yeah. about, the seven effect. And having a coach is um, one of the best things that you can do, and yeah. especially back then, because I didn't, it was the coach who actually said to me, wow, Dale, you're really hard on yourself, aren't mm. you? You're really hard on mm. yourself. What, what do you say to yourself? And I'd, I'd tell her and she's like, wow. And then I'd get upset at myself for having the bad thoughts. And it wasn't until I understood it. Sounds familiar. Yeah, it wasn't until <laughs> I then started studying and found out about negativity bias. That that's the way mm. our brain's made up and I'm not doing anything wrong. And I'm just wired right? um, yes. to protect so like, myself yeah, all the time. Yeah. So once I started to understand that, then I just kept going more into mental well-being because I knew the more I focus on it. I mean, have you heard the story of the two wolves? Yes, I've heard that. Yeah. Story. So there's a grandfather who's talking to his grandchild and saying, you know, in amongst each of us, there's this um, this this fight, isn't there, between these two wolves? One wolf that represents um, like love and it represents mm -hmm. happiness and joy and kindness and then there's this other the other wolf represents fear which you know might be hate um, you know all, mm -hmm. all that all that 
judgment, yeah. you know, mm. all that sort of stuff. And and within you, he tells the child that this this battle between two wolves is mm. always occurring. And then there's a pause, and the grandchild says, "Well, grandfather, but which wolf wins?" And he just simply turns around and says, "The wolf that you feed." Mm. And that got me when I heard that. <laughs> so I was like, "Wow." Let's say yeah, someone know. comes to Daya yeah. and they say, Daya, give me some basic steps that I can do every day to kind of manage my mental health. Yes. What would you tell them? Oh, that's a good one. Well, I think I'd explore a little bit more and ask what what's going on, maybe. Yeah. Um, but um, what I love about the Be Well program, which I've done through Samri, mm-hmm. yeah, which is just fantastic, is that they find simple and effective exercises. So. And they're ones that you probably already know about, like the gratitude. Okay. Um, you know, so yeah, there's just so much. Um, you T- tell us about the gratitude part. Oh, what, gratitude. what happens in our brain, in our brain, in our, in our physiology? Yeah. When we are truly grateful for something. Oh. What happens? Being grateful is just wonderful. What I love about gratefulness is that you, you can't, your brain can't do two emotions at once. So you can't be grateful and angry at the same, same time. time. So guess what? What's happening when you're being grateful? And, you know, it creates these, you know, we always talk about the dopamine or whatever. It just creates that in Mm. your brain. And the great thing, the reason why people ask you to write it down, when we're being grateful, you're getting the great um, hormone in your brain, but your brain can't tell the difference between something that's real and imagination. So you go and write it down again, guess what? It registers it as real. Yep, and you're getting that another dose of it. That's why gratitude is just so wonderful. Isn't it beautiful? And all the studies show people that do the gratefulness, you know, writing that down, they're just generally more happier, don't get a sick. It is easy, but most people struggle to do it. Let's yeah. go back to what advice would you give uh, people for yeah, like, okay. mental health? We talked the about other gratitude. one is breathing. Yeah. Yeah, mm. there is. Yeah. But I'm talking about, you know, mm. some beautiful deep breathing. There's a simple one that they do at yoga, which I love. It's called a psychological sigh. So mm. they'll show us. I'll just demonstrate. So it's cool. two breaths in your nose and then the beautiful sigh. Waiting for the kettle to boil, you can do it. Go before you go to bed, you can do it, and all those little bits add up. And if you can just calm your parasympathetic nervous system mm-hmm. down, and as you, you probably know, you know, responsible for the rest, the digest, mm-hmm. the reproduction, the repair, um, it's just wonderful. Okay. Have you seen when a child, I used to do it when I was young, just continually cries until they get themselves into <laughs> hysterics? Yeah. Yep. That's the body just calming them down. This that sign. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. It's just it's natural. It's natural. Yeah. Natural response. Natural response. My next most favourite one, mm-hmm. um, that, and you could do this in a team meeting if you had a team, is what I call the, if I'm allowed to do this one, yeah, five, four, three, two, one. And all that is, is you'll say to people, just think of something like the tech. Okay. <laughs> it might have annoyed you a second yep. ago. Like, yep. I don't know if we've got time to do the whole lot, but yep. um, I'll just explain it. Yep. Yeah, and so it. you don't want them to think of something like too huge, but just something that yep. annoyed them in the last day or week. And then you get them to take one deep breath in, deep breath out. And the five is this is, we're going to go through all the senses. You'll say, just slowly and calmly look around the room and in your mind, name five things you can see. So mm. it might be in it one, two. Mm. And then you take another deep breath in, out. The four is you just get them to focus on four things they can hear. So I can hear that air conditioning mm-hmm. in my really, you know, so mm-hmm. it's just that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, what do we do with What's all the senses? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone else touch. Two things you, you touch, touch. Touch. 
Yeah, and sometimes if they're having trouble, I'll just say to them, you know, if you're standing here, can you feel like I've got my feet grounded to the earth? I can feel the earth. I can feel the chair supporting me. Mm. Like you might be able to feel your breathing. You don't have to physically touch anything. Yeah. It could just be mm-hmm. you know, the, inner, the inner sense. Um, what have we got left, Ali? Uh, smell. Smell. Smell is good. So you've got that cup of tea in your hand mm. or a coffee. You might just smell that. Sometimes you can just get a sense of the air and what it smells. Fantastic. And in between each one, you're doing a nice deep breath in, deep yeah. breath out. The last one is you just get them to swallow. So mm. What can you taste? And then you say to them, you say to the person, so are you, during that whole time, were you thinking about mm. whatever annoyed you? No. Mm. So where can you practically do this? If you're sitting at your desk, mm. no one would know if you're just sitting there going, okay, five things I can see. Yeah. And it yeah. only takes a few minutes and it changes your whole perception. It, that's a great way of starting a meeting. I was on a WebEx this week and the guy was saying in his team meeting they do TLC. So on every Friday everyone has to come along and either share something of thanks, the T, something they learnt, the L, or it could be something that challenged them this week. And he reckons that that's changed totally the culture, TLC. Hmm. And there was a big shift, I think, going on, you know, like, yeah. like, like with this, I think new generation as well, be more consciously aware of how the mental health and well-being plus COVID, you know, I think moving forward, we're going to see a whole heap of, you know, different approaches yeah, I've got like a, in the workplace. On my um, shelf at the moment, because I tend to, <laughs> you know, uh, collect them before I can read them and it's called Leading mind- Mindfully. Hmm. And I'm like... How cool is that? I literally had this as a question, right? I wanted to ask you about that specifically. Mindful leadership. Yeah, mindful leadership. How cool is that? I think years ago we started having, you know, safety included in our leadership, but now psychological safety. Yeah, yeah. I just had a moment of pure gratitude for <laughs> uh-huh. conversation. Anyway, continue. Oh, I love that's this. Good. But yeah, I, I want to learn about, you know, being a leader in the world that leads mindfully. How cool. So, so what does it mean to lead mindfully? I am going to explore and find out. Right. Yes, that's the lesson like, I'm saying. But I, I think it's about using. Some of it would be about using these techniques. Yeah. Um, and and that's the culture that yeah. you're you're creating. But but mindfully is it mindful? Being mindful is about being present. Mm-hmm, isn't it? Being mm-hmm, present mm-hmm. with the individual that you're. Mm-hmm. In. So it's got to be. It's got to include some of that. Yeah. So, in your bio, you mentioned something about transformational coaching. Yes. Tell us about that. Yeah, okay. How does it work? Yeah, so it's happened to me. um, And I think, no, I don't think coaching is just a wonderful space where um, you give the counterpart, or you could call them your client, Mm -hmm. uh, room to just express themselves, think, and just ask them wonderful questions. And I think through that, they get to transform themselves. Yeah, that's something that's okay. quite as simple as that. Yeah. So, so is it the same as coaching? Trans- yeah, yeah, yes, okay. yes. I'm just saying that the outcome is okay. um, getting a transformation through it. So through just them being able to express themselves freely. Is that what it is? Yeah. And realizing, yeah, realizing. The trust has to be there, yeah, for yes. us to have that, um, yeah, to bring things up for them. Okay. Quick one. Can you please take a second and follow us on any platform you're listening from? It will help more than you know. Thank you. Tell us how you build that trust. That's a really good question. And a lot of people ask me that, but I think Mm. it just comes quite um, naturally. But it's 
it's allowing, you know, it's giving them the space, it's respecting them, it's the language that you use as well. I think that definitely helps with trust. And usually if people are looking for a coach, mm. it's not already there, but you know, they are looking for that. If that they're more makes open sense. to it? Yeah, that's a good way of saying it. They're more open. Do you think they're more open to being vulnerable? Yeah, or definitely the people I talk, yeah, okay. I've had a chance to talk to. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because that's really the base. Yeah, once you've got that, you, right? yeah. once you build the trust, I guess. Brain please brain do brain jump brain. in. Is, is yeah. that the hardest part, or is it really the actual getting to the nitty gritty challenges as, as part of you know that one specific area as part of their wheel they're trying to work on? Is actually the initial stage building the trust that's the hard part? No, I don't think so. No, okay. No, I think it's them working out what it is they want to focus on. That can okay. be quite difficult. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, Self awareness. Yeah. Yeah. And just you know what is mm-hmm. it that they want, and then working through that and seeing how they show up, and then how they can change that. Yeah. What is it? What they really want versus what they think they actually want. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite interesting. How do you make them realize that? Or is that something they just help them realize themselves? I think you just you're you're watching yeah. the body language. Um, like there's this thing around the binary: is it a one or a zero? In other words, is the answer they're giving me true or false? And it's up to me to read that. Yeah. That is very interesting. So you now have built enough knowledge, as say, to pick someone's body language, whether they've been truthful or not. Yeah, not oh, not only their body language, maybe even their words as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's even even simple things like people sometimes say, "I should." Should you? Mm. You should, or you want to, or I wish, I wish. should, yeah, I so can. Just, yeah. Right. So it sounds like you you're really building that synergy. Oh, nice word. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that the right word? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that. And I also read in your bio you mentioned something about the human synergistic measurement and as yeah. Ollie and I are both engineers the moment we read measurement and we're like oh well we can measure this yeah <laughs> wow yeah. all right I, love, I mean please look up human synergistics as a culture if you both seem very interesting culture and yep. company yep. um they're a, a great company but they they do a measurement tool so it's called the lifestyles inventory um, okay. Tool. And so it's just a measurement tool. Mm. Um, you were talking about measurement tools yep. out there. Yep. So um, imagine an iceberg. Okay. Okay. So the top of the iceberg and underneath is the mm. water. You do, you answer, I think, 260 questions on yourself. The results that come back from that is what you don't see. It's in the, under the iceberg, right? It's all your values, your behaviors, what you tell yourself. You get to see that, how you okay. show up. And then you do the same survey, you can choose whoever you want to, but let's say you choose another 10 people. Okay. And that's the bit above the water, that's the iceberg, the people, what people see. So see. you're trying to you know, interpret or come across this way and how are they interpreting it? And then you get to see the difference. The delta between these two. Yeah. Yeah, and it's all laid out on something called this circumplex and it's all, and it's got a oh. lot of theory and you know, a bit of Maslow, Maslow, Maslow hierarchy. There's just so much stuff built in this, um, yeah, in this circumplex, and that's how you get to see yourself uh, laid out. And then, what's the ultimate outcome? The ultimate outcome is to is to get into um, the most constructive styles of of your, of your being yourself. You know how we talked before about the being, the energies be the be. They've got it. Um, it's called self actualizing in the model. 
So okay. when you can become self-actualizing is is a great, great, you know, spot to be sort of thing versus being um, competitive, let's say, okay. or, yep. or a more approval focus where you're looking yep. for other people for yep. approval or, yeah, it's a great tool. Yeah, that's what the human synergistics is about. So what, hmm. what, what, what is self-actualizing? So self-actualizing is a bit what I was saying before where, you know, you accept yourself for who you are. There's no blame. There's no shame. There's no mm. guilt behind mm. it. You, you know, this is me. I'm showing up totally mm. like me. I'm not saying that I haven't got things to fix, but yeah, this is just who I am. Um, how do we as a collective group of people, yeah. a society, become more resilient? Ooh. Oh, that might stump me. How do we become more resilient? <laughs> yep. Well, we are going to become more resilient as we... I mean, are we already more resilient? Yes. Because okay. the more, isn't it, the more you the more you have to go through, the more yep. you're going to get resilient anyway, aren't you? Okay. Yeah, that's definitely one thing because, you know... They Assuming say, everyone reflects. You, you, become, you become stronger, Stronger, right? yeah. Um, but, yeah, how do we get people to become more... As a collective, what are we lacking? Mindful leadership? Well, we're lacking connection. Like oh, like connection? Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I, I, I love that. I, I think maybe connection and maybe connection and a worry. There's just this mm. worry about what everyone else thinks of everyone else. Don't you think? There's this worry, yeah, what you think of me, what I think of me, and then there's worry about I'm not good enough. That seems to yep. be big, big things that come to me. But yep. yeah, you're talking about a really wide scope. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just, yeah. I just want to talk um, yeah. I just think it keep, I've, a lot of conversations I have with people just keeps coming back to that they just feel like they can't cope and they're not good enough. There's just not enough um, faith in them, in themselves. Yeah. So how do you build that faith in yourself? Faith in yourself? Well, well there's, I mean, if I had someone like that, I would, you know, I would take them back to their values, to their strengths. We would do some exercises, yeah, around that. Um, even going back to, you know, some of your earliest childhood memories. What were you like then? What you know, and then bringing that, bringing mm. that forward. But yeah, yeah, and, I mean, and changing beliefs. Yeah, you know, you'd be wanting to change beliefs and the stories they keep telling themselves. What's a better story to have? Ah, uh, yeah, the story you tell yourself. Yeah, yeah, it's a I'm bit not. like that identity piece. I think you and I have had a mm. discussion about that before. You know, like who who is it that you want to become, and how do you step into that? And so, what do you do every day to yep. become that identity piece? Yep. Yeah, that's some of the things you would work on. Shall we get into our last so part? Today I will yeah, we finish our podcast with uh, a number of short questions. Ooh. The first question is. What advice would you give to your 18-year-old self? Oh, man, 18, that's a long time ago. Can mm. I remember? <sighs> 18. Oh, any version, any uh, version. Any younger version of me. Mm. Go overseas earlier. <laughs> yes, that's what I would have said. Okay. Wow. Don't wait to finish university. Go earlier. Yep. Okay. That's what oh, why I is that? Said. I don't know because I just think it would have been it would have opened mm -hmm. me up and um, developed me earlier. All right. Okay. Yes. So if, on the other hand, if a, a younger version of you sees yep. you today, yeah, what would she say to you? Oh, good for you. Well done. You've done the best okay. that you probably can. 
Mm. Keep on going though. Like every week, every day, you're always up to something. Keep it up. Nice. Keep it up. Love it. Yeah. Hmm. Third question is, what does success mean to you? Oh, that's a big question, doesn't it? What it looks like to you. What does it look like, feel like? Yeah. Such a good coach. That's a very good coaching question. Is it? Yeah, I probably need to explore that a little bit more. But, you know, sim very simply, isn't it just about waking up um, in a really good, healthy condition and being able to do, do what you want, who you want, and when you want to do it? Nice. Hmm. <laughs> Love it. When we talk about the word success, yeah. does it remind you of someone in particular? Oh, that's a good question. Um, no. No. Because I think it's a success is just so... It means something different to everyone. Yeah. You know, you could go in Africa, um, and I'm talking about people that, you know, we might think don't have nothing, and for them that could be success. So, I don't know. Mm. But success means something different to everybody. Relative. Yeah. Relative perspectives. Yeah. 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 How about happiness? What does happiness mean to you? What is happiness? What is happiness? Yeah, this is a good one. So, um, it, what I learned through the well, this is my teacher, Alastair, through the Diploma of Modern Psychology, was like, yeah, happiness isn't all about, I think, roses and sunshine. Rambos, yeah, yeah, <laughs> butterflies. Yeah. I mean, he, he gave us this distinction between struggling and suffering. And even though you're struggling, it doesn't mean that you're not potentially, it could still be happy. Mm. Like struggling for him means that we're evolving. And if we're, you know, if we're evolving, going yeah. up the spiral, yeah. we're still it's still a happiness thing because yeah. we can't help but individuals but to to strive and be better there's this um oh maxwell oh really great book i've forgotten anyway too late in the day but yeah there's that and then there's suffering where you do you know you go through the same thing over and over again that's not mm. not a good thing so for me happiness mm. is is that bit of that getting out of your comfort zone that struggling you know that evolving bit if i'm evolving i'm actually happy i'm not saying it's always comfortable yeah but i'm happy yeah yeah and i've, I've started to yeah teach myself that yeah. you're not necessarily comfortable i love that comment mm. yeah. this is a pretty simple one what's your favorite book and why it just has to be i suppose <laughs> what am i reading at the moment reinventing yourself so let's just say I'm reading that and I'm fine and I'm really enjoying that because, um, yeah. I've heard of that book actually, yeah. someone's recommended as well. Yeah, like if you read one book a month, there's just too many to go back yeah. on. But mm. you, you're better off saying what book for what type of topic that yeah. you like. Yeah. Is yeah. there a specific reason why you love this book particularly? At the moment, yeah, because um, I wanted to do some work on myself around ownership, taking ownership versus being a victim. So even though I'm a coach, I also used my coach for something. Mm -hmm. And um, we were talking about a specific, uh, oh, it's not a lie. Um, anyone who knows me would know that I'm still working on um, always wanting to eat nutritious food. Mm -hmm. And through a conversation with him, I was, I was like, yeah, I am a bit of a victim in this case, aren't I? Mm. And so I went looking for this book and it talks a lot about taking ownership versus being in a victim mentality. So it's been fantastic. And I'm actually learning a lot more than just about my that particular issue. Mm. So that's why I'm loving it. Mm. Yeah. What impact would you like to have on Me? this world oh, as Daya? As Daya. Well, I always say, so I've got two beautiful girls. Um, we didn't talk about my background, but my background is Italian and my parents okay. migrated here from, okay. from Italy separately. And, you know, growing up, 
uh, poor as anything, mm-hmm. but you know, the whole thing was to just put money aside for us so that when we wanted to go and get a home, I've got three, the two, a brother and sister, there was this money that they could give us. So, mm. you know, parent, dad did three jobs just to get this. And I've got this little mantra for my kids and anyone else that I come in contact okay. with that it's not about what I leave to them, it's about what I leave in them. So I just want to, you know, if, if I pass away, someone would say, yeah, Daya taught me that lesson or, you know, she, she gave me that. So now I, I do the gratitude and that means this. That's, that's what I want to do. This brings us to the end of another episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we would appreciate if you could follow us on whatever platform you are listening from. Until next time, you lead the way.